This podcast may contain adult language and adult themes. On the other hand, it may not. Sort of a podcast lucky dip. Welcome to the Happy Oxygen Podcast. My name is Simon Nichols and I am a dog walker. A dog walk for me is just over 25 minutes. I needed a podcast that was perfect for dog walks or anything else you do in 26 minutes. This is it. The Happy Oxygen Podcast is here to make you smile, laugh or feel a bit happier about yourself. Each episode will feature a special guest who will be asked why laughter and happiness has helped them on their journey through life and how that drives their positivity. This week, my guest is Ben Miller. Not that Ben Miller. Ben's work keeps him busy as a board member of a global insight company. He lives in the Chilterns with his wife, two wonderful daughters and their cat. Never able to sit still for more than two minutes. His passions are searching for wildlife all around the globe and road cycling. Please enjoy your dog walk or other associated podcast listening activity. Welcome, Ben Miller. How are you? I'm really good, Simon. How are you? I'm very well. I do I do realise that I'd done that major faux pas at the beginning of saying, not that Ben Miller. Nothing like disappointing the audience at the very start. It is literally downhill from here. <laughs> It, it never even occurred to me when we were when in rehearsals that we uh, that I might even ask that first question as uh, as you are not the Ben Miller, but we're going to pretend maybe that you are, or maybe the listeners are going to go, maybe he's the Ben Miller and he's pretending not to be. Well, it's very nice. My my parents regularly send me updates from Facebook or Twitter of what the real Ben Miller is up to, just as if they think that I would be interested. <laughs> <laughs> look, son, look, look at what your successful namesake is doing. Thanks, Dad. Having known you for many years, Ben, I can assure you that you are better than the real Ben Miller in, in every way. On with the podcast. Can you tell me how you're feeling today? But I'd like you to use the, your internal weather system. Um, how am I feeling? I would say that after a, after a period of, what's the right weather term? Unsettled conditions, I would say there's a, there's a nice uh, bit of high pressure and some calmer, stiller and warmer conditions are settling in. Somewhat anti-cyclotic, anti-cyclotic, no, I didn't mean that. Anti-cyclonic, is that, that's the word, isn't it? Where you're... I would definitely go more cyclone than psychotic, but let's see where the next 25 minutes go. Ben, what do you do to find fun? What do I do to find fun? I seek new things. I like new stuff. I like new experiences. I like variety. I like to do things or go places or see things that I haven't done before. That excites me. When you say you go, and we, we heard at the beginning that you, and, and I know you, you travel globally, not only for your, for your role at, uh, at work, but also for, for pleasure. What, where would you say has been the most fun that you've visited? I, I tell you, the, I think the most fun that we have as a family love big roller coasters. I've got, I, I didn't really realise that, so I've got two daughters who are you know, 12 and 9 now. My 12-year-old is a complete adrenaline junkie. So we, we big roller coasters, white water rafting. We went up to Scotland and went cliff diving in the summer. All, all this, it's brilliant. And I, 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 would I have known 20 years ago that, you know, being a father and, you know, a responsible parent would involve getting everybody 
jumping off cliffs together. I, I don't know if you've seen that. And actually, we, we, we have loads of fun. So what, what's the best theme? The best theme park is we've been to is a place called Europa Park, which is in, in southwest Germany. It's brilliant. And we went there for 2019 and just had a great time. So theme parks, adrenaline, roller coasters, that's the most fun we have as a family. I've had the pleasure of meeting both your lovely wife and your wonderful daughters many times. And you as a family just are the epitome, I believe, of that adrenaline fueled family, just always on the go, always doing something different. I do remember, and I and the next question I'm about to ask you, Ben, is going to be, what makes you laugh the most? What, what makes me laugh? I, I like really well-observed humour. Very good clever comedy i tell you what we've just we've just chain watched schitt's creek i think if you ever I think if you've seen it brilliant and genuine laugh out loud moments and i like that and what if i like having a good old I, I, so when so when i was you know in teens and in, in my 20s i used to go to i used to go to lots of gigs go see lots of bands proper indie kid proper you know long hair baggy trousers grew, grew up with stone roses into Blair Oasis and, and, and Pulp and all, all that jazz. So, yeah, a proper indie kid of the early 90s. And I still really like putting music on really loud and just jumping out like an idiot. And uh, so, Lucy, my youngest, is exactly the same. So, yeah, we, so obviously, at New Year, you know, usually New Year, big old celebration, get together with loads of friends. Couldn't do that this year. Look, we, we did a disco in, in our kitchen. We turned all the lights off and we put the disco ball on and we played ridiculous range of music everything from beastie boys to vintage kylie and just jumped around and had a blast and yeah and and that makes me very happy oh that's a lovely story and music is so important to a lot of people in terms of raising their spirits ben who inspires you that's a really good question i probably don't I wouldn't call out, you know, one single individual. I don't look to famous people. And I've never been somebody that's really had idols. But what I do is, I think I really really resonate with traits. Traits and characteristics and a bit like a magpie. Glean lots of different things from lots of different people. People I know, people I've come across, people I look up to. So, yeah, I get inspiration from my... Now, my wife inspires me with her endless positivity. My dad inspires me with his tenacity. My mum inspires me with her kind of unrelenting love. I get inspired by my boss at work inspires me. Some of these broken glass ceilings and paints a picture of the art of the possible. And then you get a much bigger picture. I get inspired by, you know, I, I was always really inspired listening to, when, listening to Barack Obama speak as a way that he could move people and generate emotions and compassion. Very speak. Yeah, lots of people in lots of different ways. And I just glean that, yeah, glean that like a map. That's, a, yeah, that's a, a great, a great answer, actually, to a question that does fox a lot of people, actually, and because we, we can find inspiration in, in many different forms. I've also had the huge pleasure of meeting Ben's dad. Ben's dad does have a surname. However, Ben's dad will always be Ben's dad to me. And we we went, so if you remember Ben, we were, we were on a sunny aisle somewhere in foreign climes. And uh, yeah, we just, we bumped into Ben's dad a few times. And, and you as you say, his spirit is just 
incredible. He really involves everybody. I, I felt very, very, very privileged to have uh, spent some time in his company. And hopefully, when the loft down, the lift, the lockdown unlocks, hopefully we'll get to uh, get to see him again. One of, my, one of my funniest, one of my funniest, one of my funniest memories of the Venn diagram of when Ben's dad and you coincided, which has happened many times over the years, and you know my dad well, and he's always asking after you. But a, a little moment that really catches it was, and I'm sure you remember, it was probably about, I don't know, 10, half 10 at night on the evening of my wedding day. Yeah. And what do you think the father of the groom is, is should be doing at about half 10 wedding day? Maybe just sitting back, chatting, just taking a say, no, dad was walking around as many people as he could in that barn with in one hand, a platter of wedding cake, and in the other hand, bits of Wensdale cheese, trying to convince as many people as he could find that the most important thing they had to do that day was to try wedding cake and Wensdale at the same time, because it's the most amazing combination, and it's true Yorkshire, and all you southerners need to be educated in the ways of cheese and cake. And that, <laughs> that summed it up. I remember, to, I remember sat outside just turning around to see him walk around with two platters, cake and cheese. Anyone want cake and cheese? <laughs> I do remember that very well. And it was, and I'm not a normally a sweet and savoury chap. And we've had different guests on talking about this as well. And I'm, I'm keep it all in the same. But actually, and I'm not saying that I'd had a couple of uh, the excellent uh, Chiltern wines of the uh, location was famous for, but I certainly embraced the cheese and cake. With with with, I think I became an honorary Yorkshireman that that uh, that evening, which I don't think is something your dad gives out very lightly. It's got to be it's got to be Wensdale, proper Wensdale from Horse Creamery. So there you go, top tip. Maybe, maybe you know Christmas might feel a long way away, but a good fruit cake. They send a good, good fruit cake. Try a bit of Wensdale, proper crumbly, creamy Horse Wensdale with it. Wensdale and fruit cake, fantastic. Over here at Thrive, we have a virtual happy jar. Now, we ask our guests, all of our guests, to put something in that virtual happy jar. The virtual happy jar almost transcends time and space. On the first episode, I actually, I did, I successfully put in a blue whale. It's that big. You can fit emotions in it. You can put anything in it. The idea being is that it's something that makes you happy. And in the event of someone opening this virtual happy jar, as well as the mournful sounds of a blue whale, it would also make that another person happy as well. So, uh, Ben Miller, what would you like to put in the Thrive virtual happy jar? It's a good job that it's a big jar because I'm going to put a jumbo jet into it. (laughs) For many reasons, and we 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 haven't talked about wildlife and conservation, and clearly traveling the globe on a big jumbo jet emits a lot of CO two. So let's put that to one side at the minute, because I think that the benefits that come from traveling outweigh the contribution, and it's quite controversial view the contribution to climate change. It's because you can offset that. So providing you get progressive and you say, okay, I know how much carbon I'm going to produce and therefore I'm going to invest in offsetting schemes. Maybe that's just setting you conscious and that's a different conversation. But the benefit that comes from travel, the, the mindset that comes from experiencing different cultures, understanding where different people come from, putting yourselves in a position that is unusual and uncomfortable, I think it's so beneficial to the human condition. I rail against 
isolationist and uh, yeah, I think it, I think progressing that there, there is nothing I, for my mental well-being. Finding myself somewhere new and being bombarded, the senses bombarded. You know, like if, any, if anybody, you know, if you've been to India, for example, you walk off the plane and you it's sensory overload. It everything smells, looks, feels, touches different, and you're out of your comfort zone as a you know, kind of white Yorkshire boy, it's totally different. And you just absorb and you learn and you glean. And, and I love it. I would, the ability to be able to get somewhere completely new and different is absolutely what I'd put in the happy jar. But then then I'd also, I also want to be really, I'd, I'd also be quite specific. So my, in my job, I spend a lot of time my, my job is basically talking to people, talking to people, talking to customers, talking to my team members, running a team, running, running a business. It, it, it's talking and, and it's talking and it's leading. And then, yes, when you've got an active household, it's, there's, not much, there's not much peace and quiet. And that's great. And that's absolutely great. But what I also know is, and look, I don't know, have you ever done, have you ever done a Myers-Briggs? It's a, it's a type of psychometric test. You done one? I haven't done one, but I have heard of it. Okay. So it's one of those things where you, you, you get, you ask loads of questions about preferences and situations. What do I do? What do I do? I do? This happens, this happens, yeah. happens. And at the end of it, you, you get a, a four-letter code. And each of those four-letter codes refers to a personality trait. And each one is a spectrum. And the first one is, is it, it, it classifies you as either an I or an E, and that stands for introvert or extrovert. Now, it's not introversion and extroversion as you would commonly know it, as in, is the person able to hold a conversation? It's it's introversion and extroversion from where do you get your energy from? So there are people who get their energy from being around other people. So... A great way to think about it is if you go to a conference for a day and you spend a whole day meeting lots of new people, when you get back to your room that evening, are you on an absolute high and all you want to do is get changed and go out again because there's going to be a drink reception somewhere I can meet more new people? Or do you go back to your room and you've had a really good day, but you're shattered because you're exhausted because you spent your whole day putting yourself out there because an introvert gets energy from themselves. Now, this was a really interesting insight, a personal insight for me, that I'm on that scale, I'm on the introversion side, and it took me ages to balance this in my mind, because I don't consider myself classically introverted. But actually, once I recognised that, actually, I'm somebody who gets energy from me, you know, when, when I'm that person at, yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, get back at, at having been at a conference and I'm shattered. I know I need that time to recharge. Now doing the job I do and the life I do, the family that I do, I don't get that many times to have time to myself. And I know, but I know just how important it is for my mental well-being to find those times. And this is where it comes full circle to this jumbo jet because when I travel with work, I look forward to that 10-hour plane journey to the States because it's 10 hours that I can just disconnect from 
everything. I once made the fatal mistake of connecting to the on-flight Wi-Fi, and I said, why did I do this? Because this is me time, and suddenly the world's invading. And, yeah, there's, there's a specific seat that I usually try and sit in where you can just cocoon yourself into your own little world, and it's bloody lovely. And just that in that busy time to create that little bit of you space where you can't possibly be interfered with any, but interrupted by anything or anybody, it's such a luxury. And then even better that when it all finishes, you find yourself somewhere new and exciting. So I, I would, I would put in, I would put a big old, big old jumbo jet, and I'd make sure you can go and sit upstairs. Because you have your own little bit of space. I was just thinking of how this was going to end. There, I want a jumbo jet, and I want it. I want this my one. I want it just for me, <laughs> just with one seat, which is a cocoon seat, and I just want to. I just want to shut the world away. That is. Like, that it, is. Uh, it, that no, is I want Air Force One, and I want it to be mine. No, no. Is, without without going too far into narcissism. <laughs> Air Force Air Force Ben is uh, is gone into the <laughs> virtual virtual happy jar. I'd like to take you back now, Ben, even back before we met, and. I'd like to take you back to your 15-year-old self. Now, hopefully that was a a happy time, but if you remember the toilets at your secondary school and whether or not that was a happy time, we're not going to go there. But however, what I'd like to, to ask you is, what piece of advice or what piece of guidance, what tips would you write on the back of that toilet door for your 15 year old self, knowing what you know now, having the experience you've experienced, what would you let 15 year old Ben know? Yeah. 15 year old Ben would have never written and graffitied on the back of a toilet door. So, 15 year old Ben. Well, this is this is you. This is 40 something year old Ben going back and writing it so that 15 year old Ben would read it. 15 year old Ben does not have to be a graffiti artist. And you can, and actually, what I'm thinking is, I'm knowing in your well ordered life is that you'd have probably have printed it out and you'd have put it on with uh, sticky back plastic that will actually won't pull on it. Whatever that message, however you want that message to reveal itself. I, I think, I think the key thing that I would, I think probably two things. No, number one, number one, the most important one is to surround yourself with people that make you happy. And if they don't make you happy, recognize it and move on. If I think about, I think I, I, yeah, one of the things you learn is, is the impact of the people that you choose to have around you have on you. And, and actually, if something doesn't feel right, recognize that quickly and then you can move on because the difference of being surrounded by the right people versus the, the wrong people is, is huge and it's everything. So yeah, surround yourself with people that make you happy, move on if they don't. And then I'd probably add, don't look back. Don't waste time and energy on things that you didn't get or things that you can't change. No, no. Learn from it and move on. And that kind of reflects my you know, positive, optimistic and forward-looking perspectives. But yeah, I think you know, the 15-year-old Ben needs to know that there might be times in my life that I might not always make the right decision, but that's okay. Just move on. I love that. Just move on. Ben, what makes you happy cry? I'm a complete sucker for rubbish film emotional roller coasters. And I can find myself crying at really low grade Disney films, for example. And, and you, it's like classic, there's something rubbing in my eye because Toy Story or something like that. No, com- complete sucker. You usually things to do with families, parental based storylines children-based storylines or animals. There was a 
an advert for a family film. And the family film was, it was a couple that were adopting or fostering some, turns out at the beginning they were troublesome children, but at the end they all merged. And Kelly, even though the trailer had nothing in it, (laughs) Kelly started bursting into tears going, they're just going to be, the the children are going to be fine. And that rubbed off on me and I, I ended up, Quite crying at the at the trailer as well. So I'm with you on Toy Story and all of those Disney films. Happy songs. You probably know as you you came to my uh, you came to my wedding. Uh, Hoppy Polar is my go to happy song. Sigur Ros, uh, Icelandic group, uh, fantastic. Always lifts me up. What's your happy song and why? Uh, I think music is incredible at triggering memories and transporting you to places. So I've got songs that will make me dance around, songs that I will sing my head off to, the songs that... So, yeah, when I'm in my reflective mood, when I just want to disappear into my own world, when I'm on... When I'm sat on a packed 737 on a commuter flight and it's late in the evening and I'm surrounded by people shouting loudly, I just put my headphones on really loud and just switch into my own world. And, I'll, and often I'll, I'll, I'll probably go to one of the early Dubs albums, like Lost Souls, for example, and it just, it'll just chill me out. But what about uplifting? I, I tell you, so this is a great, this is an indie kid one. Blue Tonic by the Blue Tones. Okay, so let me remind, let me remind you of the lyrics. And here we go. This could be equally written to the 15-year-old self. And the chorus goes something like, there's no heart you can't melt without a certain little smile. No challenge should be met without a lot of charm and a bit of style. Don't put your faith in time. She heals but doesn't change. Only a fool would take a chance to stay the same. So there you go. You can put that for your 15-year-old self. There we go. And we, uh, we will definitely be putting a link to the Blue Tones and Blue Tonic in the show notes. Uh, uh, and I'll, be putting it, I'll be putting it on the speaker when we're done. Uh, so am I. It's been such a long time since I've heard that. Ben Miller, we are now at the last question. I don't know where the time has gone. In Time Honoured Fashioned on the Happy Oxygen podcast, we ask each of our guests this final question in deference to the awesomeness that was Bod in the 70s and 80s. I, I know that you are far too young to have witnessed Bod firsthand, but please allow yourself a Dr. Google later and hopefully Lucy and Hazel will, will, will help you in your journey. They can tell you what to type in. Bod had an awesome character in it called Alberto. Alberto was the frog conductor. At the end of each episode, the frog orchestra, which was made up of a series of animals from a zoo, would guess Alberto's favourite milkshake. Ben Miller, global traveller and road cyclist extraordinaire. What is your favourite milkshake? My favourite milkshake is one that involves really strong coffee. So I love, love espresso. So give me an espresso based milkshake. I'll be very happy. So that I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a massive milkshake drinker, but I, but I do love, I, I do love coffee, and, that, and that's also part of coffee seeped into the culture of road, of road cycling. And actually, it's, ro- it's basically just an excuse to go out and find a good coffee. So the best milkshakes will have a really good coffee in, and will taste the coffee. But equally, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about ice cream. It's the best ice cream. It's got, got coffee in. And so here's a last little story and a last little recommendation. 
the best ice cream I've ever found, without a shadow of a doubt, was in this little glatteria just around the corner from the Duomo in Florence. Tiny little place, really unassuming and almost industrial on the inside. Just plain counters, a really simple menu, very workaday almost a menu, and just stainless steel tubs where they clearly did made the ice cream. And it was ice cream made with the, the, the simplest ingredients. And they had this coffee ice cream, which tasted literally like the double espresso and cream in a smooth morsel of goodness. And completely, completely besotted by this ice cream and completely besotted by this, this company. Anyway, I, I wasn't alone in spotting that this was fantastic ice cream. And a couple of years ago, the, the guys who set up this shop and started doing it, they, they sold the business and their brands to Unilever. So Unilever, big corporate, big global food and food and personal goods business, bought this business and have now started manufacturing to the same recipe. So you can now go into your local Waitrose, where if you've got a Waitrose anywhere near you, and you can buy um, the shop is called Grom. What a terrible name. You would never you would never create that as a brand name in a focus group. Grom, G-R-O-M. You can buy Grom coffee ice cream in the supermarkets in the UK. And it is incredible. Now it's also not cheap. For less than the price of two pints in a pub, you can have a, a, a real treat. So I would it might not be a milkshake, but I would strongly recommend trying to find out with Grom. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ben Miller. Grom coffee ice cream in a milkshake, Wensleydale cheese and fruitcake, and a jumbo jet in the five virtual jar. Ben Miller, in my world, the real Ben Miller. Thank you so much for being a guest on Happy Oxygen. Absolute pleasure. Cheers, Simon. Thank you.